Welcome to Maximum Desire Podcast, where we are all about creating strong, healthy, and loving relationships. I'm your host, Jeannie Morm. Now, in today's episode, I have a special treat for you. I had the honor of interviewing two incredible individuals and friends of mine, Dave and Nancy Audette, who have a powerful story to share with you about overcoming prostate cancer. Now, Dave faced the challenges of prostate cancer head on, and he emerged victorious. And since then, He's been inspiring many along the way. Now, joining me in this conversation is my husband, Kurt. Now, get ready to be inspired, informed, uplifted as we explore this remarkable story over the next four episodes. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Jeannie, the host of Maximum Desire. Have you lost your desire for intimacy and connection? It wasn't that long ago I lost my confidence and desire for intimacy and connection. After high medical bills and no answers, I went on a journey to find solutions. I've been married over 30 years and overcame my challenges through research and a lot of hard work. I created this podcast to help you ignite the desire and passion for intimacy, feel more confident in and out of the bedroom. Now, if this is you, you've come to the right place. Now let's get started. This has been amazing. Yeah. I love this conversation that we're having. Well, I'm excited now because we're going to talk a little bit more with Nancy. We're talking about prostate cancer from a spouse's perspective. Yeah. I'm assuming that we have a lot of female listeners out there and their husbands may be going through prostate cancer right now and are feeling hopeless. So I want to really actually turn this over to Nancy because Nancy, with all kidding aside, Nancy has no problems leading us and directing us when it comes to a spouse's perspective on prostate cancer. So I'm just going to turn the microphone over to Nancy. So welcome, Nancy. Hi, thanks. Well, I guess just jump right in. I was in Las Vegas working at a convention in my industry when Dave called me and I'm already getting emotional and told me that he was positive for cancer. And I felt like my world had crashed. Yet I had to put on a smiling face and work with customers all day and do what I needed to do during the day. But that night, alone in a hotel room, I started researching the internet and I basically cried myself to sleep. I thought our sex life, our intimacy, was physical intimacy was going to be over. I knew our love would transcend that, but I knew that I was scared and I didn't, you know, nothing I read was positive. Nothing I read was hopeful or enlightening, just the facts of prostate cancer and how devastating it is to a man. I'm the kind that kind of goes a little overboard on researching and reading and joining forums and and all that. I didn't want Dave to see or know how scared I was. So when I talked to him, I put on sort of a brave face and, but I actually cried. I was there a week and I actually cried myself to sleep every night. It was devastating. When I came home, I tried not to let him see, but I was scared. And we had a few months between that diagnosis and his surgery. And Mm -hmm. so we tried to keep things as normal as possible as far as our sex life went. Emotionally, our intimacy as a couple, where we joke a lot. We very seldom take much seriously except life and death, but we tease and joke about everything. But I have to say, I constantly researched and we did talk, we got second opinions, and I tried to put out a brave front for him, but I was scared inside. I didn't know what was gonna happen. I opt to go to humor when I get scared and nervous, so we would joke about a lot of things. But the part that terrified me the most prior to his surgery, I don't know if I could say it, (laughs) was the last time we made love before his surgery because that was going to be the last time it was normal. Hmm. And we have a new normal that's Hmm. incredible, but that was so hard on me. I didn't want to dwell on it and ruin the experience, but it was the last time we would have sex normally, Hmm. if that makes Mm -hmm. makes sense. And yet when it happened, 
it was like no big deal. I mean, we made love like we always did and it was normal. It wasn't like the world ended, mm. you know? And we got through that. And then he had to do the prep for the surgery. And I'd can, like can, to interject right there because the one thing people will think is, okay, sex is not normal now. Mm. And that's not right. true. You're right. Mm. We do have normal, good <laughs> sex, mm -hmm. but it's a little different. Okay. Right. Right? So don't want people to immediately say, oh, geez, now I'm hearing it is going to be terrible. Yeah, or right. we're not going to have sex right. or whatever it might be. Right. That's not the Our case sex at all. life is absolutely incredible. Hmm. It's just a little different. It's different. different. It's taking a different road. But didn't Dave say something to you at some point before the surgery? Well, um, he was always reassuring me that things were going to be okay. Okay. You know, always saying, you know, don't worry, everything's going to be okay. That's what he has said to me since the day I met him when I'd get scared or nervous about something. At one point, didn't you say, you know what, you didn't sign up for this? Oh, okay, yes. He, yes, I did. He did tell me, and we were standing right in the kitchen. He said, you did not sign up for this. You can go if you want or something to that effect. And Yeah, because we weren't married at that point. Yeah, were we? we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, we were. <laughs> Oh, oh wow. yeah, we were. I know, honey. You just think no. we're no. You think we we're newlyweds still? We got married three months before. <laughs> yeah, that. we were just married. We were just so we married. were newlyweds. Right. We got married in October, and That's this was right. like the end of dates. January. And how? Cut that out and mail that to you guys. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> and, and, well, you know what? And how long have you two been married now? Five and a half years. Yeah. And it feels like eighty. No, oh, well, that, it does feel like that. <laughs> but it feels like prostate cancer is so far back in it my does. life yeah. Yeah. that does. I don't think about it yeah. anymore. Well, that was, to me, because I remember that. Yeah, you know? right. I remember that you had said yeah. that. Right. And that's, like, really powerful that you would say that to her and the two of you just came together and said, we're going to make this work. Right. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. That is well, powerful because you gave her the option to walk. Yeah. She could. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because I don't know a lot of women wouldn't stick with this. Mm -hmm. Especially, well, this is a second marriage. We're still relatively young. And for that listening audience, you lost your first wife. Yeah. Right. From cancer. Right. And so, so I went you through knew. that. So I knew what it was like. I knew what it was like to go through a spouse with cancer and lose that spouse. I didn't want Nancy to have to go through that. Yeah. And there was no way I wouldn't go through it with you. Yeah. So, yeah. So after that fateful, not fateful, but that wonderful experience the day before surgery of our lovemaking, we decided, well, the humor came back in. And he had to do a fleet enema and do some prep prior the day before surgery. So I wrapped up the fleet enema box with gift paper and ribbon <laughs> what's fleet enema oh it's an enema that you wouldn't because they got to empty out the colon oh so uh. it's not like a colonoscopy prep which cleans okay. out everything this is just kind of okay the colon i wrapped it and set it on the counter and then i wrote him a love note and taped it to the wall across from the toilet <laughs> and i i wish i should have brought up the, the note because i have it on the computer but i ended it with um just so you know you are my life i love you and everything's going to turn out okay. And then I ended it with, P.S., I hope everything comes out okay. <laughs> and then the next day we went into surgery and then started the road to recovery and where we are now. I think looking back, I'm not sure I would do anything any differently. 
because I'm pretty open to him. He can look at my face and tell me when I'm upset. So he knew I was upset and, and emotionally distraught over all this. But I encourage women who aren't as open or readable maybe as I am to let their fears be known, mm -hmm. to let their husband know that they're afraid, but they'll be by their side and they'll get through this process together and to use humor. Mm -hmm. Humor can deflect so many tensions and stress. Laugh about it. I know cancer's serious, but just like wrapping up the fleet enema in a gift package with a ribbon, you know, have some humor with it. It gets us through such awful times if you can do that. So talk about your feelings, but in a way that is not making the guy feel bad that he has cancer, but that, yeah, I'm scared, I'm nervous, but I'm here and we're gonna get through this. Be positive in your, in your fear. I knew we'd get through it, but I was scared we wouldn't have our normal sex anymore because one thing is, which we didn't bring up earlier in the other segments, is a guy does not have any ejaculate anymore. Mm. So he has what they call dry orgasms. Okay. Nothing comes out. Well, that's also a sign of a man's manhood, I guess, to him. Sure. And the orgasms feel different. They're not as, well, I don't know how, they intense. just feel different. Um, yeah, they, yeah, intense would probably be the right word. Yeah, you don't feel it in the same way mm -hmm. as you do when mm -hmm. you ejaculate. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know how else to put and it. And mm -hmm. it's going to be different, it can, but it can be fantastic. You just have to learn all over again. It's like being, I guess I want to say virgin. You know, <laughs> it's like learning sex all over again and, uh -huh. and exploring different ways about doing what you've always done to achieve the same satisfaction and fun. Once he came out of surgery, I was fine. It was like this weight lifted off of me and I felt, I can't say a sense of peace, but almost this weight lifted that he made it through the surgery. The surgeon had was very positive. It had not gone to the lymph nodes. It was contained. He got it all. And I just felt this profound relief and I could breathe again. Hmm. Now let's look forward. Let's look forward to how much fun we can have and what can we do to get our life back to normal. But those three months, I think it was, they were full of fear. Can you uh -huh. tell us what that fear was? What are women out there facing? And I want you to talk to them. The fear is that you won't have sex again. The fear is that they will be impotent. The fear is that they're going to withdraw and not talk to you. The fear is that your marriage will fall apart. And I know a couple couples that this happened. I don't know them personally. They're on, from the online groups. But I know couples where, okay, can I? one example I'll give is incontinence. A lot of the guys didn't do their Kegels or they didn't have a good enough surgeon or they had the radical prostatectomy instead of the robotic. And so the nerves were affected and they have bad leaking. Uh -huh. And they don't want to have sex because they leak. Right. Well, one or the both are grossed out. It's nothing to be gross about. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it happens, you know. Mm -hmm. But in the forum, several people, men and women, would say that they didn't want to have sex with their wife or the wife didn't want to have sex with them because they were so afraid of leaking. I came up with the idea. I said, hey, guys, don't worry about it. Go buy some suction cup handlebars for the shower. Have sex in the shower. Have sex in the bathtub. <laughs> That's great. Nancy, that's a great idea. Yeah. And a couple said, oh, I, my wife won't go for that, or you know, he won't go for that. <laughs> but several came back and said, great idea. Yeah. And it removed the stigma of a man leaking urine right. during sex. And you didn't see it. You didn't have to yeah. deal with it. Yeah. So you got to look outside the box and come up with solutions for whatever, you know, problems you may have after it. But I think the biggest fear is that the marriage is going to fall apart and it's not going to be intimate anymore. Can I ask you... Mm -hmm. Before and after, is Dave a different lover than he was before? Emotionally, no. Physically, yes. We've had to change how we do things, uh -huh. but it's just different. It's not better or worse. It's okay. just different. Huh. I just want to say, take a deep breath, breathe in and breathe out and realize that you're not alone and to talk. 
mm-hmm. and keep a sense of humor. Are there forums for spouses? You know what? I never really found any. Okay. And, and all I was on was the forums with men. Oh. And some women would get in there, but no. That was one of the things that upset me. There was no support groups for the wives. Honestly, I tried to start one, and it went nowhere. Huh. So I kind of gave up on it, but there we just do, isn't. We do have friends that he had prostate cancer probably a year before oh, myself. Bring up. We went out to dinner with them one evening, and actually, Nancy and her would like to start a group because she found the same thing that Nancy found, that there is nothing to find out there for a spouse. When we went to dinner with him, he out of the blue said, by the way, I just, he said, I had prostate cancer 18 months ago, surgery. And we were just stunned because no one has ever brought that up. I can't believe I forgot to bring that up. And through knowing them, they're very open like we are. They gave us a lot of hope and gave us laughter and gave us laughter and hope. I don't know how else to say. And we've talked very openly about things that work, things that don't work, the humor behind it. And without them, they were instrumental in in where we are today. Great. Well, you know, on that note, see, I'm emotional. (laughs) I think that, Dave, you gave an email address that people could reach out to you. I would like to suggest the listening audience, if you're a female and you need support, would you just reach out to Dave and Nancy and let them know that? Because then maybe there could be a support group that they could Mm -hmm. develop. They need to hear that there's a need first. But even if you want to reach out to Dave and Nancy, I would suggest reaching out to them by email. We want to wish you the best sex ever. Thank you so much for tuning in to another insightful episode of Maximum Desire. I hope you found this interview with Dave and Nancy Audette on prostate cancer informative and valuable. Now, if you have any questions or you wish to contact Dave and Nancy directly, feel free to reach out to them at prostate health. 2024 at outlook.com. Now to stay updated on future episodes and to show your support, don't forget to hit the follow button. And I would also greatly appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate and review this episode below. For detailed information and additional resources, please refer to the show notes below. Thank you again for listening. Your support means the world to me. Good night. 